everyone, my name is Marie Nicole. Welcome to Encouragement Notes. I hope that you would join me on this journey of discovering what God wants from your life as I pass on the lessons that I've learned in church and the lessons that I've learned in this life that God has given me. Please join me on this journey every week and I look forward to getting to know you. I hope all is going well today and you're having a beautiful blessed day. Today I want to hang out with you and share with you the sermon notes from last weekend. As you guys know, if you've been following me for a while, we are still in a sermon series called Unfinished and it is a journey through the book of Acts. And this past week we studied Acts chapter 8 verses 26 through 40. And the title of this message is called The Greatest Evangelism Strategy. And the greatest evangelism strategy is actually getting people to read the Bible. That is the long form. Um, that is the long form title of this sermon. And the entire title will be both on the YouTube video and on the um these sermon notes when they're published on my blog. So getting started, um, again, the, the passage is Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40, and it says, Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go towards the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a wilderness road. So he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian, an Ethiopian, uh, Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the, of the cadence, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home. Seated in his chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, Philip asked him, do you understand what you are reading? How can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside and sit beside him. Now the passage he was reading was this. But before I start reading what the passage was, I want to kind of dig into that first part. Okay, so this Ethiopian eunuch, this guy who, or this person who was an outcast. Eunuchs were outcasts in society. And so this guy who was an outcast wanted to worship. So he was in Jerusalem, worshiping the one true God in Jerusalem. And on his way home, he was in his chariot. 
and Philip was tasked with the assignment by the Holy Spirit to go to this person and ask him, do you understand what you are reading? And we will see later that the whole purpose of him asking was to lead him to Christ. But my point in saying this is, can you imagine yourself being told to get up and go or on the way home from church, stop and ask somebody if they understand what they're reading or tell them about Jesus. They're right on the spot. This is what Philip was tasked with. And what struck me and what I brought up in Bible study last night was that I was so struck by the fact that Philip just went. He did not question it like other people do. So moving on. And so we see that the eunuch invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now the passage he was reading was this. And it is on the second page. Hold on just a minute. I'm sorry, you guys. I kind of lost it here. Okay. I found it. Okay. So, the passage he was reading was this one. And it was from the book of Isaiah. Or the prophet Isaiah. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb, is silent before his shearers. So he does not open his mouth. In, humil in humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life was taken away from him, was taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, about whom may I ask, does this prophet speak? about himself or about someone else. Then Philip began to speak, starting with the scriptures. He proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. So this man, Philip, had the boldness of not saying the words, I don't know. He actually told this person, this eunuch, a scriptural truth about Jesus. He actually went in, dug into the gospel with this guy. And so continuing on, it says, as they went, as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here is water. But it wasn't like, oh, look, here's water. It was like, uh, look, here's water. Because 
the first thing that Jesus commands us to do once we are believing children of his is to get baptized. That is the first thing we are commanded to do because getting baptized is not the thing that saves you. But getting baptized as a Christian is like putting on a wedding ring every day that you are married. It is an outward symbol of something that happened inward in your heart. So it is an outward symbol of your relationship. You're proclaiming to everyone and to Jesus. Yes, I am his. Yes, I am yours. I'm going to follow you with your help all the days of my life. And so that is why baptism is so important. And that is why I believe that there is an exclamation mark on the look. Here is water. And so the chariot was commanded to stop. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch went away rejoicing. But, Phil, but Philip found himself in, his, in Azotus, and ha, as he was passing through, as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he got to Caesarea. So on my next page, which is the actual, the actual points that we take from this message, it, it's split up into two sections. The first section is gospel principles. And so principle number one, we learn that the gospel is radically inclusive of the marginalized and excluded. The gospel is for everyone and anyone. And God makes a, a special point to welcome in those people who may be so marginalized and so excluded by society. It is for everyone, but those people who feel like outcasts and outsiders need to understand that they are part of the everyone because not, excuse me, because it is not all the time where those of us who may consider our, ourselves outsiders at any given time will feel like we're included. So again, point number one under gospel principles. The gospel is radically inclusive of the marginalized and excluded. Principle number two, we don't lead people to Jesus. Jesus leads us to people because we have a story to tell 
I always say this in almost, if not every single message. We have a story to tell. If we are saved people who have accepted the gift of salvation that Jesus Christ offers, we have a responsibility to be led to people and be willing to tell our story. And as we see in this passage, we are sometimes going to be challenged by the Holy Spirit to actually open our Bible or dig a memory verse from the back of our mind that the Holy Spirit will ready us with and call to our mind when we need it. So be ready, you guys, if you are a Christian out there. Be ready to be led to somebody this week and tell the story of what God did for you in your life and what he could do for other people. That leads me to point number three under the first under the first heading, Gospel Principles, and it says, there are no second string witnesses. So many times, a lot of us think of ourselves as second string witnesses because we think of spreading the gospel as being a pastor's, as being a pastor's job. But it's not. It's the job of everybody because everybody is the body of Christ. The Bible says, though we are many, we are one body. And the body that we are is the body of Christ. We are his hands and feet. So if we are not moving, who is going to move? And we can't always expect our pastors to be the ones that are moving. And so I want to go under the next heading, which is gospel strategies. Strategy number one, go over and join with. It is so important to, for a lot of us, if not all of us, it is, okay, so it is important for all of us to get out of our Christian bubble. If we are a Christian who has already accepted the gift that God offers, it is good to fellowship within the body of Christ. But we need to expand our horizons in such a way that we're not going out looking for sin, but we are going out intentionally saying, Lord, let me do something to lead me to people. Lead me to people that need to hear your message. And so, yes, I may, you know, I may go to concerts. I may go to, um, I may go to concerts or I may go to the theater or I may go here or there or wherever I go. But 
each place I go, I know that I could start a conversation about what is important to me by using the gifts that God has given me. And the major example that I use in my life when I'm speaking to my Christian friends about how to witness to other people. And I just, I used this example last night. Is that the things that I love offer me the opportunity to tell people that I go to church. Because if God didn't give me a voice to sing with, I wouldn't be able to use that as a witnessing tool of telling them, hey, you need to come hear me sing at Christmas. I'm I'm um, gearing up for rehearsals right now, but this is the day that we are singing and you need to come. And inviting, having the ability to invite somebody to something instead of just digging into the word, which digging into the word we saw was important. It was, it is very important. But having the ability to have that social icebreaker of invitation. Hey, I am doing X, Y, and Z with my kid today at church. Why don't you tag along? If you have nothing else to do on a Saturday. My parents recently invited our neighbor to a harvest festival carving party that my church had for the little kids at our church because we just babysat um, my nieces. So my parents took the babies to the church and she invited or my mom invited our neighbor and our neighbor took her little girl and so having those opportunities of invitation using your your invite cards that you get in your bulletin those are not for you to as as reminders to put on your um on your fridge they're for you to actually pass out to people. So if you are an introvert, I challenge you to use those cards. If you are in fact a person who is listening to me and already a church going Christian. But the last thing is the most important thing. We need to get people into the word. And that might not be having a Bible in front of us. We might need to, again, recall some of those verses that God has placed on our heart. But then we need to have that boldness to say, listen, if you are really curious about wanting to get into the Bible, there is an awesome Bible app 
that you can download for free. You don't even have to, we are in a day and age right now that you don't even have to say, oh, I know a local Christian store where you could buy a Bible or you could go down to Target and buy a Bible. It is so easy right now, you guys, to download the Bible. Version is the most fantastic version of the Bible that there is right now. Because Version has many, many translations of the Bible. And specifically what a translation of the Bible is, is it's the way that the verses are structured. And so all scripture is from God. But the way that those verses are, are structured in any given Bible translation may be different. And honestly, there are um, some, some translations of the Bible are easier to read than others. The King James, for example, has all of these these and nows um, in it. So it's the old king's language and the old king's English. And um, there are many, many updated versions. Like when I was in high school, the, the version that everybody was, or the translation that everybody was reading was basically the NIV version, the new international version of the Bible. And so now, though, there are many, many more translations. And I would, I would say, I would volunteer that the easiest version to read is the message version. Because the message version is one of those translations of the Bible that are, that is plain English. It's not any fancy language it's plain plain English so get into the version app those of you who are Christians and I challenge anybody who is not a Christian to simply start digging into the word because you will find a relationship with a loving living God who loves you. He wants to get to know you. He created you and he wants you to be more than that. He wants you to be more than a creation. He wants you to be his child. So I challenge you this week to get into the word and see what it does for your life this week. And so before I read the memory verse, I kind of wanted to tell, not kind of, I want to tell the story of what it was like for me to share my faith with somebody for the first time. I became a Christian in junior high, but the first time I shared my faith with somebody was when I was a junior in high school. We were at 
a Thanksgiving Eve service that was specifically for the youth group. So the youth group from a neighboring church came to our church and there was an, an altar call of sorts where we were asked, or not we, but people that wanted to receive Christ was asked to go into the family room of our church, which is the back room of our church, and meet with a peer counselor, which was one of us from our youth group. Um, and pray or talk about what receiving Christ would be like. And if they wanted to, we would lead them in the prayer of salvation. And so I remember that my pastor, Paul Ferguson, my youth pastor, at the time, he had challenged me. He goes, Marie, I think you're ready to share your story. And so I thought about it and I thought about it the whole service because he had challenged me at the beginning of the service. And so I sat in the service thinking about whether I was going to go towards that door and sit in that room. And I followed the Lord's leading and I went into the room and I met up with this met up with this girl who was my age. She was 17. Her name was Crystal. I'll never forget her. And with the help of my or with the supervision of my counselor Meredith, my um, youth counselor Meredith, we led Crystal to Christ. And I often think about her every single year around this time because it's Thanksgiving time. And so um, I just, I would challenge you guys, start telling your story if you haven't already. Yes, the Bible is important. The Bible is so important. It is very important. Because it is God's love, love letter to us. But start with your story. And then go into the, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Because that is the truth of the Bible. God so loved the world. He loved everybody, even when we were against him, even when we had wanted nothing to do with him, even when we were this creation that thought, oh, I don't need my creator anymore. I could just do whatever I want on my own. And so that is the beginning of the gospel. That is the root of the gospel. That God came and left and lived a perfect life, but he died for our sins. 
And so, you guys, I just, I want to encourage you to share your faith this week. For those of you who are Christians, share your faith this week. Um, and so, we are going to pray in a little bit. But before we pray, I want to um, give you guys the memory verse. And the memory verse comes from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, and it says, For the word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and actions. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart and again that is Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 so you guys the last thing I want to do is I want to pray for anybody who wants to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and all you have to do is say Lord I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you died for me to save me from my sin. Past, present, and future. And I want to accept the gift of your salvation. And I ask you to come into my heart. And I ask you to change my life forever. Please walk with me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And I guarantee that if you prayed that prayer or something like it, that he has heard you and he will come alongside you and change your life forever and for the better. It won't be easy. It will not be easy. We are not promised to cakewalk. But it will be totally worth it because you'll never be alone again. And so, you guys, I just pray that you would go um, throughout the rest of your week having a great, great week. Please leave me a message down below in the comments. If you have any questions or if, in fact, you are a person who... Either accepted Christ today or or is looking to share your faith or did take that boldness step of sharing your faith this week. And I look forward to talking to you next time. I love you. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you don't mind, would you follow me on my social media accounts? My Instagrams are Marie Nicole Zimmerpeeps, M-A-R-I-E-N-I-C-O-L-E-Z-I-M-M-E-R-P-E-E-P-S, and Marie Nicole Zimmer Peeps 13. That is M A R I E 
N I C O L E Z I N M E R P E E P S one three and you can also follow me on Facebook. My Facebook account is Encouragement Notes Podcast. And lastly, you can follow all of my information that I post on the podcast on my website, encouragementwithmarinacole.com. I hope that you come back next time. And also, I wanted to ask you guys if you wouldn't mind helping me reach the goal of 3,000 listens or more by the end of the year. I believe that this podcast has the potential of reaching people for Christ by the end of the year, and I want to reach as many people as possible. So help me get to 3,000 listens and beyond. Please like and share any content that you wish. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener, and I will see you soon. Love you. Bye-bye.